Hi, I'm Valerie, and you're listening to The Beauty Brains. Welcome to The Beauty Brains, a show where real scientists answer your beauty questions and give you an insider's look at the beauty product industry. This is episode 204 and our last one for the year. I'm your host, Valerie George, and joining me today is fellow cosmetic chemist and the man with the longest joggling streak in the world, Perry Romanowski. Hey, Valerie! Boy, that's quite a script you've come up with. (laughs) He made me say it! He made me say it! (laughs) Well, I do have the longest joggling streak in the world. 4,063 days today. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, uh, guys, listening to the show, we're going to change up things a little bit today and do our first ever year-end review of the show. And that's not because it's our first year-end together with Perry and I. I I don't think ever it's ever been done on the show. Uh, No, I don't think think, uh, previously we have ever done a year-end review. And uh, why why haven't we? We should. This is a new thing, right? Yeah, let's take a look back into 2019, the last year of the decade. Let's look at the beauty industry, see what happened, reflect on it, and then make some predictions about where we think the industry is going to go in the new year. And I think we'll close it up with some resolutions. Yeah. But first, the year's coming to an end. The holiday's over. What are you you up to right now, Valerie? Well, I just wrapped up a vacation in Palm Springs. My husband, Mr. Cosmetic Chemist, and I, we typically do a year-end vacation just because I work so hard uh, throughout the year, and he gets the last part of the year off. So uh, I take it to decompress. I put up an out of office message that I'm not reading nor responding to emails. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, it's a first. Usually I'm like, I'll check, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nope, didn't do it. Sorry. You put your phone in the glove box and you don't don't even look at it? Well, that's not true. I I do, (laughs) but I I have to do all Mr. Cosmetic Chemist is still sleeping because he gets really angry. But for the most part, I just make sure there are no emergencies. And, you know, because I do have to be in touch with manufacturing, uh, my employees are also typically on vacation this time of year. So I just peek in and I I delete all of the non-essential emails. So I feel better coming back for the new year. You know, it's so weird with email how when it starts to build up, it's just there's more stress and more stress. And you're like, oh, I got to get down to inbox zero. But it would be so nice if somebody just did my emails for me. I think that's called a personal assistant. And you know, it I could think, be yours if you needed it. I think that's my first New Year's resolution. I need a personal assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a New Year's wish, right? Yeah, it, indeed, indeed. You know, Palm Springs, Palm Springs always, in in my mind, I've never actually been there, but in my mind, it always seemed like a nice place on the water, but it's like the desert. Definitely not on the water. It's uh, about 100 miles east of Los Angeles, so you're about 140 miles from the water. So it's like a a desert, right? It is in the desert and uh, near the Mojave Desert, and it actually borders a set of mountains as well. So you could go up on this tram uh, to the top of the mountains. There's snow and oh, well, this time of year there's snow. And uh, it's really just kind of a resort community where it's in the middle of nowhere and 
a hundred years ago, people from LA were like, oh, we need to get out of LA. And they went to this uh, resort area and it really has had uh, quite a resurgence in the last 10 years. It's pretty cool. Does it have enough water? I think it has to be transferred in. Oh. I, I don't think intrinsically that area has uh, a lot of water. like underwater aquifer or anything? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's called Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah. Are there a lot of palm trees? <laughs> there are a lot of palm oh, trees. Okay. Uh, probably all artificial oh, for there. sure. So. There you go. Anyway, I highly recommend going. It's a great little um, getaway. It's it's kind of interesting to go to. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, the day after Christmas, I went golfing. Now, oh. I, yeah, now I'm in the Midwest, but you know, usually you hang up your golf clubs in like September or October. Unless, yeah, well, the weather was pretty warm, right? Yeah, we're in like 50 degrees, so you know, it's the same in ca- same as it was in California. So samezies, yeah, cold and rainy. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are some uh, upsides to the horror of global warming. <laughs> there you go. At least you can <laughs> golf in December in the Midwest. Well, let's talk about the year. Yeah, let's talk about the year in review. So I feel like, and maybe you'll disagree with me, I feel like there were three really big things that people just never shut up about the whole year. And take that as good or bad. So the first one for me was the rise of clean beauty. I felt more than ever just this artificial pressure to clean products up. It's, it's such a such a marketing position. We've talked about it on a, on a few shows, but yeah, clean beauty. Like everybody's talking about clean beauty. It clean beauty essentially has replaced natural and green, which was kind of the big deal in the last couple of years. Uh, but yeah, clean. And the thing about clean beauty is that it can mean whatever the marketer wants it to mean. Yeah, and I think that could be a good thing because everyone has their own uh, standard that they want to live by. But I think people just need to be very careful that when they're purchasing from a retailer that they're looking at what that clean beauty definition is. Yeah, that's another thing about clean beauty and the trends in the beauty industry in general. The distributors are having a much bigger impact on the formulations than they used to. For example, Whole Foods requiring manufacturers to not use certain chemicals. Uh, Walmart's mm-hmm. getting into that act. Target is setting their standards. Sephora had five things on their clean beauty list. Now they have 50. Exactly. In even online place like Credo Beauty, is they have ingredients that if you want to distribute to them, you can't use these ingredients. And this kind of uh, dictation of how you can formulate your products is really kind of a new thing in the cosmetic industry. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I have nothing against, you know, pe- people have all sorts of preferences. And I'm all for, you know, if you don't want to sell a product that has MEA in it, you know, good for you. But I, I just wish it were done in a way that doesn't create a negative picture about ingredients that do have demonstrated safety, I think that really creates a a bigger problem. And I wish there was some kind of eloquent way, like, can Emily Post come back and write a book about like ingredient etiquette when you talk about ingredients? It's like, here's how not to like say nasty things, but like still be polite because there's nothing wrong with it. You just don't want to use it. Like, does Emily Post have a chapter on that in her book? <laughs> I don't know. I, ha- I haven't read her book. Although I will say in 2019, I did read 68 books. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Whole project for me. I feel like you and I personally talked about this last... We're, we're going to step out of uh, the 2019 review real quick. Yeah. Um, I feel like Perry and I talked personally about our resolutions and our goals for 2019, and we didn't really put them on the podcast last year. For those of you who don't know, Perry is a serial resolution maker and completer. This guy doesn't leave a resolution unfinished. I think it's totally incredible. It's super inspiring. And I feel like I tried to read a lot of books this year, but to be honest, I can't remember. I I can't remember most of 2019, uh, if we're being very transparent here. I had a, a medical incident that has had some neurological complications, but um, I feel like I did try to read books yeah. because you inspired me to do so. Oh, well, I, I found a love of reading uh, back in about 2004, and I've kind of kept up at it. What's your favorite genre of book? Uh, well, I'm on this project to read all of the classics. There, I read this article once, the 150 greatest books of all time, and I've started on that. And this year, I, when I first started the project, I had read 14 of them, and now I'm up to 123 read. So, Oh, very cool. Yeah. Maybe you could finish next year. I know. I'm almost done with the project, but I've got long ones like Ulysses to read. And, and Yeah. Uh, there's there's some really long ones that are that I have left, but it's it's great. My favorite of all those, The Count of Monte Cristo. It's my favorite book of all time. Oh, cool! I like to read a lot of intelligent books, but yeah. I also like to read when I need to turn my brain off. Yeah, like stupid crime novels where it's like a female detective trying to figure out who did it. Oh, yeah, those are great. I when I was a kid, I used to love to read Encyclopedia Brown. Is that still oh, a thing? Cool. Is that... No, I've I actually have no clue what you're talking oh, about. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> just to show the age difference I'm between problem. us. Yes, I'm dating myself for sure. All right, like, so that's ooh. the the rise of clean beauty. Uh, what else? Yeah. What else? Are you? you said there were three. So what are the other ones? Yeah, there was a ton of waterless beauty this year, and we actually went into it, I think two episodes ago when we went on our major ranting episode. Oh, that's uh, right. Where Perry, you weren't really impressed. Now I appreciate this. I actually saw waterless beauty in 2016. I took it back from the trade show. I saw it at trade shows and ingredient suppliers are typically where we see these trends. Uh, get predicted or start and no one listened to me and then lo and behold in 2019 it's all about waterless oh uh, yeah yeah it's isn't it amazing how as a chemist you can come up with an idea that a few years later will have really kind of hit big but you know one of the one of the secrets about being a cosmetic chemist in the cosmetic industry is you have a lot less impact on what products get launched than say the marketing people. <laughs> yeah, and and typically when a marketing person sees it, they're already looking at something that's been on the market and they're like, why can't we do that? <laughs> Whereas we really see it at the forefront right. um, before it's even like really come to market. So maybe marketers should listen to us more. I, I remember I was working on a project for Tressa Bay and we came up with this innovative technology. We showed it to our marketing people and they said, this is great, this is awesome. So how do you put it in a 32-ounce black bottle? Because <laughs> all the other, <laughs> like, wait, it's not that kind of product. <laughs> but yeah, so well, it never went anywhere. I actually have a whole file of stuff uh, that gets rejected. And it's a little bit of an inside story. I can't explain it here, but it's called a tickle file. Oh, 
There and we that's go. where all the rejected ideas go. <laughs> we'll see. Only it. to be brought out later when they said, why can't we have something like this? And it's like, oh, you mean this? And you open the tickle file and it's like from four years ago. A- apparently the waterless beauty is in Valerie's tickle file. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, and then of course we can't, mention an overview of the year and what was hot in the industry without talking about CBD. Oh, CBD is still hot out there, right? Yeah. It's, you know, at the New York um, Scientific Seminar we talked about on our last episode, Perry and I were there a couple weeks ago in New York. Uh, there were actually two big tracks on CBD because it was such a hot topic. And I, uh, there were some great lectures presented on research, but I, I think the thing that we came out of it was well, there's still a whole lot we don't know, and we don't know how the regulations are going to end up. And I think we started the year that way, and we're going to end the year that way. Yeah, and I'm still not convinced that as far as cosmetic benefits go, CBD gives anything other than emolliency. Now, it may give other things, like the research that we were presented at this show showed anti-inflammatory, uh, wound healing. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. And that stuff may actually, you know, happen, but those were all drug claims. Yeah, but not cosmetic claims. And I really believe CBD does metabolize um, into something in the body. I mean, one of the talks even uh, talked about drug-drug interactions, which uh, I'm on a drug and they, they tell you not to take CBD with it. So I think it really does something, but it's totally outside of the scope of cosmetics. The one other thing that I saw as far as in the beauty industry was the continued rise of the the smaller brands, the indie beauty brands. Now, I don't think it's having a huge impact on sales per se. The big guys are still the big guys and they're still the ones selling most things. But as far as news on the internet, indie beauty seems like a huge trend. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I think everyone can have great ideas and they deserve a voice in this, uh, you know, big space. And I, I really hope that they can, uh, continue to have success and create great products safely. And then hopefully one day they'll be one of the big boys and we'll come full circle. That has happened, right? The uh, drunk elephant started out as like a puny indie beauty and they just got bought up, right? Yeah. Wow. By Shiseido. What an incredible sale. Good for them. Yeah. So in in looking back at the, good for them, they're millionaires now. (laughs) Good for them. Um, Okay. So those were some of the big, big trends uh, that we saw throughout the year. Let's get a little more focused and let's talk about the brains. Oh yeah. The beauty brains. What was the year like for the beauty brains? Well, first of all, I mean, we, we brought the beauty brains back. I guess it was December of 2018, but that feels like 2019 is when we started, right? And yeah, yeah. It it's been it's been a great year. Uh, I've enjoyed doing the show. I especially enjoy uh, your new voice on the show, and we have a, a different rapport than say Randy and I did, where Randy used to just make fun of me the whole time. <laughs> Or yeah. at least has some well, we've gotten iTunes some feedback too. Yeah, we've gotten some feedback too that it's great that I use the products and there, there is you know that there too. are some sensitive questions that only a female should answer and I feel like I have been able to bring a little justice to those. So no, it's you been have. really fun. I, <laughs> no, yeah. you've been a good addition to the show. That's one of the things we were lacking because you know while Randy and I both we know the chemistry and we know how things are put together. 
a lot of beauty products is about, you know, how does it make you feel when you put these products on? And I feel that vitamin C works. And if you <laughs> you listen to our last episode, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, no, but it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super glad that we were able to launch a so. So overall, throughout all of time, guys, we did look this up. And over all of time, uh, what year did the Beauty Brains air, Perry? I think we started doing episodes... 2014, maybe? 14, yeah. Okay, so it's been, let's say, five years. There have been over 2 million complete downloads of our episodes. How cool is that? Yeah, now... What, that, that, is, that is awesome. Now, one of the things I should mention about that, while we started in 2014, originally we were doing one show a week... And we then we went to about one show a month. And so the pace that you and I are on is pretty amazing. In fact, we this year we've recorded 40 episodes. That's not true, Perry. We're, we recorded 41 oh, and one got right. lost. That's right. I was in the Cayman Islands recording, and I think you were in Germany. Yeah. And so, somehow the, the mic on your side didn't record so <laughs> And it was like the the first episode I didn't have a backup recording, so that one is yeah, lost to the ether. We couldn't get the signal. Yeah, actually, I think well, that one is that one is actually next to our Insta story. <laughs> it's uh, it's in an offshore bank account somewhere in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, we actually did record forty one. Pretty cool. It you know it's tough. It, it does take a lot of work and a lot of time, and and we're not in the same spot. So we're not in the same spot. Yeah. And I travel. Valerie a, travels a lot. <laughs> a lot for a cosmetic, more than most cosmetic chemists do. So I, I'm really proud that we were able to do this many. Uh, but going back to how many people listen to us, so we do get about 40,000 plus um, unique downloads per month yeah. on all of our episodes, not yeah. just the new ones, actually, but it's, um, it's, all of it's, our episodes. It's actually more like 45,000. Am I looking at the numbers? Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking, guys about 500,000 plus downloads per year. That's yeah, pretty cool. That's that's pretty good. How about next year we do a million a year? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Well, I think so, we'll have to get a little saucier with our topics, which I think we can do. And we just need you to tell your friends to listen to the Beauty Brains. <laughs> yeah, leave that review on iTunes. So in terms of all the episodes we did, uh, we're going to look down just from a statistical perspective, what our most popular episodes were. And then we'll talk about what our favorite ones were to do. Yeah. So the most popular episode, just looking at the numbers, was episode 167, where we talked about whether you should wash your hair every day, uh, which reminded me of the year 2005, where I had the most shampooed head in America, washing my hair 1,500 times that year. It's a bit, it, that's a bit excessive, but yeah, I, I wonder what it was about that episode that people felt they needed to listen to it. <laughs> I do not I know. I think that was one of the first episodes we brought back together, right? Yeah, yeah, because we started, uh, we started recording episode 166, so it was actually our second one back. Yeah. Then we, uh, the other one was uh, episode 171, where we discussed jade rollers, micellar water, and for some reason, I was looking at the, the pictures on that one, uh, both of us changed the color of our hair. 
Oh, yeah, I remember that. So I had gone to, I think we were talking about these virtual reality things. And I yes, had gone to was... the Consumer Electronics Show and Maudie Face had a booth there. This was before L'Oreal uh, did some substantial investment in them. And um, yeah, so we did that there. Um, I wonder if we would have even higher numbers if instead of jade rollers, we had discussed jade eggs oh. <laughs> from a particular purveyor known as yeah. Goop. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> we would. Indeed, we would. Uh, some of the other popular ones uh, were episode 194, where we talked about clean beauty. Clean, clean beauty came up on a few different episodes, but uh, that that one seems to have hit a hit a note. And episode 196, we talked about uh, hydroquinone creams, so skin lightening, and vitamins and hair care products, and hmm. how much of they don't do anything in hair care products. Not topically for sure, yeah. no. Well, so so those are the numbers. One of my favorite topics uh, to research this year was we had a couple questions about minerals in water and their impact on hair. Oh, yeah, I recall that one. Yeah, yeah I actually have read several research papers on that. And so for me, uh, that was the most fun because I like water. And I can taste differences in waters around the world. And people say that I'm crazy, like, ah, water's water. But there's a gentleman, he's a water sommelier. He's actually employed by restaurants. A and he water, wait, the, a, a water sommelier? Yes. Oh. Kind of like a wine, a wine sommelier. And sure, they sure. recommend these wines and they can tell you the vintage and the region. There's a guy that can do that with water. And he's like my unsung hero because... <laughs> I can also taste these minute differences really? um, in water, and people think I'm nuts. I could blind taste any sparkling water to you. Wow. Um, yeah. And so I, I just like water, and I really believe that the, the varying mineral, mineral properties can offer some different flavor um, context to the water. But also in hair, I think, you know, people talk about, oh, I have hard water, I have water, hard water. Well, what is it really doing to hair? So for me, I had the most fun answering those questions. I very much liked on episode 175, we, we did a little deep dive into sunscreens and sunblocks. But mm -hmm. it was in that episode where I revealed that I actually oh my sp God. sprayed sunscreen yep. into my face, like you're not supposed to do. So, oh, so actually, in, in looking that up, I saw the FDA says, hey, don't do that. So now I don't yeah. anymore, mostly. <laughs> when yeah. I use sunscreen, right? <laughs> that was actually, you should always use sunscreen. Always use sunscreen just to avoid contact with your eyes. Remember that episode we did where uh, it was really early on, but we talked about what is your one product that you need like if you're on a desert island and you can only have one product, what would that be? Oh yeah, I think I said toothpaste or something like that, right? Yeah, mine was mine was shampoo because it's you can shampoo your head. It's a body wash. You can use it as toothpaste. Yeah, you you actually could. There's no physical par particles in it, but if you were on a desert island, you could take sand, mix it with the shampoo, and brush your teeth with it. Yes, and you can wash your clothes, which is something I do. <laughs> with my running clothes. Yeah, I, man, I picked the wrong product. <laughs> uh, the other thing we did this year is we really kind of got active with our Instagram account. It uh, had been created before in late 2018. 
and uh, somebody else was managing it on our behalf and it kind of fizzled out. So uh, we did revive that later in 2019 yeah. and we're very happy you've with done it. A, you've done a great job with it too. And actually, you know, I, I put up a couple of things, but uh, yeah, we've, we've mostly used it to say, hey, there's a new episode up. But that feature that I liked to do, the, the my favorite part of it was doing the change my view feature. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think, um, you know, we don't easily change our minds, but I, you know, the thing about, well, let me back up here a second. The thing I don't like about a lot of science communication engagement online is you can get attacked and people will tell you, you don't know what you're talking about. You're wrong. And this actually happened to me, uh, recently after the scientific seminar, I had tweeted a fact about hair and somebody told me I was crazy and wrong and I needed to go back to biology. That was a and little, like, that was a little harsh. <laughs> and yeah, the person and I'm like, you know, I'm actually too, a hair, the, the worst part. They're wrong. Yeah. And I'm a hair expert and right. had that person said, Hey, that's interesting. How do you know that? Where'd you get the studies from? Because I read here, I would have been more opening to listen. But in, yeah. when I was told I was a moron, needed to go back to biology, I'm like, me, um, you know, I disagree. So, just a little tip uh, for, uh, in your social media activities, peep. I'm talking to people in general. Uh, just don't be an asshole. <laughs> like that, that yeah. person was not. They were so rude to you and. There could have been a good dialogue going on there, but it just became Which I'm a, open to. Yeah, it just became a, hey, you said this thing and you're just wrong. <laughs> like Yeah, I, and what I love about the change my view feature, we're going to do more of those in 2020, is that like we are open. Just show, show your evidence and let's make it a dialogue and we can agree to disagree or we can agree to agree or we can disagree to disagree or right. I think that's the same thing. I don't know, but that's what's cool about science right. is that you know there there's always different studies that can open your mind science is always evolving and share them we'll share them and it, it's not a closed conversation and that that's what i really enjoy about the change my mind feature and one of the things about the beauty brains is we're kind of looked at as experts uh, but the beauty business is has a huge number of topics and the reality is no chemist can know everything about every topic and you know you and i actually weigh a bit heavier on being experts in hair products yep. um my experience is is a lot more hair products I've, I've done skin products uh no doubt but when it comes to like color cosmetics i haven't done a lot in color cosmetics and so what i know about color cosmetics for example is mostly what i've read in doing research but that doesn't make me more expert than somebody who actually puts together the products on a day-to-day basis. And so there might be some beliefs that I have about color cosmetics, uh, skin care, that, uh, that is just mistaken in a little bit of a way. And I love, I love to learn uh, that I'm mistaking about things because then that means I'm learning something new. I don't want the beauty brains to be the oracle that has the answers for everything because we really aren't. We just have well, unless it's about hair color or hair. That's right. I have I have all the answers, uh, uh, of course. Uh, but I well, <laughs> well, the other thing I would also say is while we don't have all the answers, we do have more answers than some of the bullshitters that are out there. Yeah, and there's and a lot of those. I know. Yeah, I know a lot about hair. I know a lot about hair color, 
And I still need to learn no matter how long I've been in the industry that, that I think that's, what's really great about our industry is that we, we can continue to learn. Although there are some widely accepted facts, yeah, um, such sure. as the thing that happened on Twitter, but anyway, <laughs> so yeah, no, the change my view feature I, I did enjoy. Valerie's still a little salty about the, the damn Well, share. I just, you know, was sad that we couldn't have a dialogue. I know. Um, I should have a nice it's very dialogue. unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Well, 2020 is going to be a big year. For big me. year, giant. Can't get into it now, oh, but yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for 2020 on a personal front, on a professional front uh, for what I have in store. Uh, so let's talk about resolutions. Perry, what what are we looking forward to in 2020? Well, as far as the beauty brands goes, I'm looking forward to do more of those Insta stories, and we're going to actually save them this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh i'll never let that go no. i'm sorry i'm sorry oh no oh, it's gosh. it is let yeah. it is let go so but i i mean i think we had we had a really fun time doing it we we talked for an hour we answered a lot of questions we had some great great questions from the audience and we look to do more of that yeah we'll, we'll do a few more in 2020 i i like it that we can answer so many questions oh, uh, yeah. very quickly to people and I think we'll try to do it at a time where we could include um, our European listeners as well. We do have a lot of fans in Europe. Indeed, we do. Uh, we'll also look to expand our offerings for our Patreon people. We have a number of people who uh, actually donate on Patreon, and it's great. <laughs> I love it. I really wish uh, that we've done more for them. But, you know, we only have so much time, and it takes a fair amount of time to put together the show. I don't really want to do advertising, but the reality is, you know, Valerie and I spend a lot of time putting together the show. It takes time and takes expertise, and, you know, you, you need to get compensated for it. And putting on the show is also not free. We, uh, you know, there are expenses related to... Yeah, we have to pay to host the website. We have to pay to get the podcast published. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, so we appreciate all of our uh, Patreon people. Uh, maybe we'll do in the f- uh, future like an Ask Me Anything episode, special episode just for patrons. Uh, but so hopefully in 2020, we expand that. Yeah. And I think in 2022, just in general, we would love to post more on social media. I think that will help us get more questions answered. There are a lot of questions just from a time perspective. We just can't get to. Right. And we, we do it, have it's a very lot, tough. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to figure out ways to get that done too. Indeed. So that's for the beauty brains. Let's talk about the industry. Okay. The industry. What are your predictions for 2020? Mm, mm. Well, I don't think we've seen the end of clean beauty or waterless beauty or CBD. I think we'll see definitely tons more of that. You don't, you don't think CBD is waning a little bit? Well, I think in the sense that there's all this buzz and for a year and a half, we've just heard, well, we don't know what's going to happen. Well, right. we don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. so it's kind of like, all right, you know, call me when something happens. But I think we'll maybe start to see other cannabidiols that get talked about, not just uh, um, CBD, but maybe some other really interesting um, cannabinoids. Yeah. And I agree with you that clean beauty is is going to continue. It's, it's sad to me because one of the things that I find so disheartening about clean beauty is that it's not really any benefit for the consumer. It's really a way for marketers to talk about something new, 
and some new news, but it's not making your hair better. It's not making your skin better. It's, it's, it's not making you more beautiful. It is just, it's talking about a, a product feature and it's not really talking about a product benefit. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then I also think we'll see a bunch of just in general wellness. I think we'll continue to see that evolve. I think we're going to see uh, an expansion still of indie beauties too. Uh, it's getting easier and easier to launch your own line. Uh, really, if you had an idea for a cosmetic product right now, you could probably be have something for sale on Amazon within six months, really. Um, and never before were you able to do something like that. It used to mm-hmm. be if you had an idea for a product, if, if you didn't know a buyer at a store, it, you couldn't do it. You couldn't make the product work. Now, if you have a good Instagram following or you have some skills at social media, I mean, you could be the next Kylie Jenner or something like that, which is still amazing. Uh, oh, that's a good question. In 2020, which celebrity is going to come out with the next big uh, beauty line? Oh, good question. Excellent question. I'm going to say Beyonce or Lizzo. <laughs> Lizzo, weren't they just on Saturday Night Live the other day? Yeah. Okay. Th- those are two people where I, th- I think Wait, they're Lizzo- going to come out with their own product line. L- Lizzo is a person? I thought it was a group. No, she's a person. Oh, well. I should pay more attention to, yeah. <laughs> to pop culture. I just think huh? it's good. She's so glamorous. I just think it's going to happen. She, maybe she'll come out with like an eyelash, maybe not like a cosmetic product, but something related to beauty. How about I Lady think, or Gaga? Beyonce. Did, did Lady Gaga ever come out with anything? Well, she pre-sold her line earlier this year, and oh. I honestly still don't think it's shipped. Really? Wow, interesting. Yeah. Actually, I actually that was... forgot about it. That's how long ago it, it pre-sold. Wow. That was the interesting story that remember that YouTuber, that popular beauty YouTuber who had those uh, crappy lipsticks. That was a huge story this year. Oh, gosh. What a disaster. Uh, Jacqueline uh, Hill. That's oh, who yes. That was. Jacqueline Hill. Well, maybe she'll get it together for next year. <laughs> yeah, I, I did email her and, and I said, look, I'll help you for free because I felt really bad. She was oh. really getting a beating on social media. Oh. Well, that was very nice. Never heard back. That's fine. All right. I'm going to yeah. go out on a limb. Here's my prediction. I think... Robert Downey Jr. is going to come out with a line of cosmetics. Ooh, really? Uh, <laughs> For or men? Some, do you know something some, we don't know? I, I do not. I do. I'm just I'm just predicting in 2020, somebody like Robert Downey Jr. or some male celebrity actor is going to come out with a beauty product line or a fragrance or something. We've seen a lot of the ladies. We haven't yeah. seen a lot of the men. I know. That's interesting. Uh, so that's that's Perry's prediction in twenty twenty. Yeah, that'd be you know what would be great if Tom Brady came out with the line. I'd <laughs> I'd formulate a body wash. Oh really? A Tom Brady body wash? <laughs> yeah. Only if I could like go on set though, like when they're filming the you know. I'm just joking. Of, of course, of course. But you'd have to Or go Jimmy on. Garoppolo. That's 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 my Oh that's boy. the San Francisco guy, right? Jimmy, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> All right, oh, do we got anyway. we got any other predictions for twenty twenty? Uh, no, I think we're just going to see uh more celebrity culture infused in beauty. I think we're going to continue to see some of the things we have been, and I think we're going to see people get a lot smarter. And brands aren't going to be able to bullshit their way out of stuff. Yeah, and look for 
customized AI beauty. That's another another trend I think we're going to see, like the effect of big data on the development of uh, new products. Oh, for sure. Amazon has a product line. I'm sure they're using data to create those SKUs. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that's all we have for you guys. We want to thank you for an amazing 2019. I'm super happy to have had the pleasure to be on the show. I know Perry's happy to have it back. And oh, uh, without absolutely. you guys, we we wouldn't have a show. So thank you all for listening. If you get a chance, go over to iTunes, leave us a review. That will help other people find the show. It helps if you say very nice things about me, Valerie, you can say whatever you want about Perry, <laughs> uh, but it also will ensure we have a full docket of beauty questions to answer because the more people that know, the more people can ask. And feel free to put five stars. That's our favorite number of stars. <laughs> <laughs> you can also follow us on our various social media accounts. On Instagram, we're at TheBeautyBrains2018. On Twitter, we're at TheBeautyBrains. And we have a Facebook page. Uh, we also are on Patreon. As I had mentioned, you can go follow us and subscribe on Patreon.com slash TheBeautyBrains. All right, guys. Have a happy new year. We'll see you in 2020. Thank you again for listening. And remember, be brainy about your beauty. Thanks, everybody. Happy 2020. Kittens.